0: The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com and start winning today. And make sure you download the SGPN app. It's your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Download the SGPN app wherever it is you download apps.
1: Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 139, my household street address. I'm not going to tell you what street, so you don't stalk my parents, but that is my uh, where I, I grew up, that address. Uh, but I'm not going to dedicate it to the house. I'm going to dedicate, obviously, uh, it's May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. So this goes out to all the Star Wars heads. I grew up a big Star Wars fan because actually... I was around when the originals came out, the, the you know, the first three that were good. So I rocked my Boba Fett shirt today to, to, to wave the flag for Star Wars Day. So there you go. That's who it goes out to because Star Wars needs more, more things being dedicated to it for sure. Um, who am I that has a Boba Fett shirt, you may ask? Um, I'm a guy who every week forgets uh, his new nickname. Oh, I remember my nickname this week. I am the Swedish Denzel Washington, Jeff Fox. <laughs> um and i'm the host there's my there's the giggle i'm looking for and i am one of the hosts here the giggler may be the other host we'll have to wait and see um so we talk about mma if this is your first time here we talk about fights um really like sanctioned fights in the cage not like our boss wanted us to comment on like uh drunken fights and <laughs> stands of a baseball game today R- which, wrigley, which, field. Which wrigley, field. <laughs> wrigley Field. thank you person who's not a to of talk yet but yes wrigley field uh and and there actually was some uh dispute between myself and my um my co-host as to who who won the the fight in the stands but anyhow um but <laughs> we talk about some of these fighters may be drunk when they're in the cage who knows but um we're talking about trained professionals and how you can make money on betting on them so that that's pretty as that's pretty as, uh as lowbrow as you get but hey we we try to keep it classy around these here parts um not a, I'm not the one who keeps it classy. The person I'm going to introduce is the one that keeps it classy. He, you may know him as the guy who sounds like he's smart. I'm just going to leave that hanging there. He sounds like he's smart. Um, with his picks, um, he's a host of 5,000 podcasts, including this one. He likes this one because he can just sit back and I do all the work. I did 20 write-ups on Fighters yesterday. He can just <laughs> sit back and, and riff on, uh, on the fights today. Um, but anyhow, you love him. You follow you you follow him. You tag along whether he wins or loses on his picks because he made you a buttload of money last summer during Dana White's contender series. The one and only <laughs> Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello.
0: Hey, hey, I gotta ask: Is is yes. Is it Sadabu Sai who is the Swedish Denzel Washington?
1: Yes, it is. Yes, not <laughs> anymore. I am now the Swedish Denzel. Because
0: I was trying to think of who is Swedish that was fighting this weekend. I was like, I don't think yep. there's anybody on the UFC card. But then I remembered Sadabu Sai is fighting who. Uh was on he's been on PFL for a while, right? Um yeah. I even think he beat uh local boy Kalmagalesh um uh, in a PFL fight like years ago. Um and that's when I first discovered I did not know his Swedish
1: nickname Western was
0: Western the Western. Swedish Denzel. <laughs> it's, it's a terrible nickname. He's
1: a, he, he's a handsome man. There's a lot of fun nicknames I could have taken that uh, don't apply. The Jordanian lion I could have taken, the Brazilian samurai. There's a lot of regional nicknames I could have stole that makes no sense. Is, to, is for Jordanian me, for me to go lion?
0: By. Is Jordanian lion Jara Al Sawadi?
1: Oh, listen to this guy. He Look, knows. This
0: yeah. stuff.
1: I could have yeah. called myself Massa Randuba.
0: Uh, that's Francisco Trinaldo.
1: Or Loopy. There's a lot of good nicknames. Raw dog Mas, with the G. Massa Randuba. Mas,
0: fun fun fact for those who want to get uh, a glimpse into mine in uh, mine in your history. The one of the very first ever preview write ups I ever did for you on a website uh, was about Francisco Trinaldo and his yes, fight. Was. His fight he had with C J. Keith.
1: For those, I never know. heard of that guy. How, how, I don't remember that guy. Should C. I remember him?
0: C J. Keith was the name of the dude he was fighting. Uh, I, re- I can even remember the event. It was. Uh, UFC on FX Vidor Belfort versus Michael Bisping. <laughs> um and uh yeah yeah and I said he was going to beat up CJ Keith and uh maybe you can guess by the fact that you don't know the name CJ Keith I was right about it <laughs>
1: yeah, I was right do you um do you remember your children's birthdays your wife's birthday your anniversary as well Yeah I remember all okay. Yeah I'm f-
0: I'm flawless with all those especially because uh my 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 kids' birthdays are just uh, football scores. Uh, the, the the youngest is the 14th, and the oldest is the 21st. So they're just football, <laughs> Perfect. just just football scores. And then yep. uh, I smartly married my wife exactly one week after my own birthday. <laughs>
1: Perfect. <laughs> And hopefully we'll have a. Hopefully now that pande- pandemic's over, we really will have a big birthday bash at, at Gumby's house. Uh, I'll oh, I will invite yeah. everyone like I, for, I did I last for, year. I,
0: I forgot. Yeah, you invited yeah. everybody to my house.
1: It's coming up. It's coming up. Can't all right, wait. we're wasting a lot of time. This is like I said, off the top. I did write ups for twenty fight, twenty fights, so forty fighters because we are breaking down twenty fights this week for all of y'all. Um, PFL, as you can guess, where all the nifty nicknames are coming from. We're gonna. Uh, get you five uh we're not doing the whole pfl card because we're going to be here all day as it is but we're, we're just, dan picked the welterweight class because that's got a lot of big names and it. it's actually a stack card top to bottom but um he likes the matchups and so we're going to get give you uh picks for welterweights maybe we'll, we'll throw in some other weight classes too because we got lightweights and we got women's um is it lightweight still
0: yeah, it's women's okay. lightweight still, which yeah, and, and like, like not, that's a real weight class. Yeah, and and you know, I'm I'm not trying to hate on the women's weight classes here, but like even the biggest women who are in this division are not lightweights. Like they're 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 happy to not be cutting weight, but like yeah, you no, know, Julia Budd is at most a featherweight. There there's no reason she should be up there. And like if I'm not mistaken, Vanessa Mello is fighting and I think she fought was it, was it Tracy Cortez? Who's a, yeah. a, a and okay. I don't, yeah, it, it was at least, it was at least at Bantamweight. But like, if you told me she fought at flyweight, I like yeah. wouldn't be shocked if you told me she had fought recently at flyweight. So like, yeah, yeah like there there's no reason for us to be breaking down like women fighting up three weight class. Plus there's like a couple of women in there who are like three and oh and four and two and five and four and like, I, I don't know, like that. It's just not a good time to break those fights down.
1: No, Kayla Harrison is a star, though. So that they they do what, what they have to do to to get her. Uh, get
0: but they her got plenty. Stuff. They got plenty more stars on that fight card, yeah. though. Like they no, they, they loaded this one up.
1: They did. All right. Any news you want to crack through quickly before we we break into these fights? Um, Dan got, um. Gina Mazzani fired just by mentioning, her. I hope she doesn't get fired. People listen to this, Dan. And they're like, Oh, that was a good idea. That's cut her again for the second time.
0: Yeah. She immediately got fired right after. I was like, they should give her another chance. Cause she <laughs> yep. looks good at flyweight. Um, yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't follow UFC roster watch, which I suggest you do, it's like an automated thing that picks up when the UFC's website takes people out of the rankings, really cool bot that, uh, some dude created, but it basically lets you know who they're firing and when they're firing them, with some exceptions. Sometimes guys get pulled from the rankings for like inactivity, and then you're like alarmed unnecessarily. But, um, yeah, by UFC rosters watches count today, sixteen people lost their jobs.
1: In some really, people I haven't seen all of that. You want to yeah. list yeah, some I'll, of the names? Yeah, I yeah, heard so, I'll, Dean I'll Barry, you- which was surprising. Yeah, Dean I'll Barry give, got one fight. <laughs> Dean Barry tried to gouge
0: Mike Jackson's eyes out. Yeah. And now he's now he's gone. Um yeah, I'll give you the quick run through and and you can maybe tell me if any of them surprised you. So uh, I'll make noises. uh Gina Mazzani, Dean Barry, Kevin Kroom, uh, Cameron Else, Michael Gilmore, Mike Grundy, uh, Austin Hubbard, Brandon Jenkins, Chris Mutino, Rong Zhu, Devante Smith. Bruno Silva, uh, not or Bruno Souza, not Bruno Silva. Um, Jesse Strader, Mark Strigel, Kazula Vargas, Luigi Vendramini, and Ferris Zayen. Mamma
1: Mia, Mamma Mia is all I have to say. Um, he, don't don't worry, he's Brazilian. I'm allowed to say that. Um, <laughs> none no, none of those really jump off the not off the page, off uh, out of my microphone and into my ears and, and surprise me at all, really. The, the one that did sort of surprise me, and maybe it was just because I had such
0: high expectations for him, is, like, Devontae Smith getting cut was kind of a bummer to me. Like, that, that guy looked like he had, like, one of the brightest future. I, I, like, remember an article, I think it was E. Spencer Kite who wrote it, who wrote, was writing, like, the the 10 best, or 30 best fighters under 30 or something like that, or maybe it was the 10 best under 25, or it was some, some youngster list. And like Devonte Smith was on it, like as like one of the best young fighters. And now here he is uh, having gone one in three against some pretty good competition in his last four getting fired. I, I remember watching him and in comma worthy throw down and thinking like these two guys are going to make noise. And now they're both out again, uh, which is kind of sad.
1: Well, they got a clear space for, for cheap incoming talents. Uh, they got another contender series coming up in what the fall, late summer, they got, uh, ultimate fighter which i forgot to watch last night shucks but they got that Don't, uh happening yeah, so, you yeah.
0: Know. i'm glad you didn't watch it because i was just gonna say no spoiler alerts because i am okay you haven't uh, seen it either I, I'm, I'm behind uh i i do have a i follow one of the guys on the show who did spoil uh that he was what team he got picked to and what pick he was and i was like damn it why do i go on twitter before yeah i watch these things but uh yeah, they. Uh, I I think these cuts are mostly for Dana White's Contender Series because he loves signing yep. people off of those. And let me tell you, I've seen some of the names already that have been booked for Dana White's Contender Series, and there are some great, great talents in there. Um, well, that's like, yeah,
1: sorry, that's my, that, that's my yeah. wheelhouse. <laughs> that's that's my wheelhouse. That, you can say that, it. That, that, we'll, we'll keep talking over each other here. Um, yeah that's it's it is their their best pipeline right now for for new talent plus cheap they they all these people they there's are still paying on 10 and 10 to start while everyone else gets 12 and 12 so uh cheap talent put, but as we've seen um that they're getting some really uh some real gems off this show pretty much every time we we break down a fight car like we're going to do today there's like more than a handful of people who fought in the contender series before they uh before they made it to the big show so um i i just i think they should run it twice a year How's that sound?
0: I mean I I you know I'm I'm both like in love with the show as like a concept. I'm in love with the show because of the the excitement it brings because of the day of the week it's on yeah. and I'm like morally against it for the 10 and ten contracts
1: these people have to <laughs> yeah.
0: fight after because like you'll you'll see some of the people who wind up on this show like you know one of the names that I just saw pop up on Twitter is Haley Cowan, which she fights fought in LFA. She's like, she's got all of the physical tools to just absolutely make a run at whatever, you know, like I, I believe she's fighting at, at flyweight right now, but like she's six and two already. She's got a ton of good wins and in Invicta and LFA. She's beaten like, like her, her pro debut was against Victoria Leonardo who wound up in the UFC So her only losses are that and like getting caught in a guillotine joke. She shouldn't have gotten caught in. But like she absolutely beat the hell out of Monica Franco last fight. She's a great grappler. Like just sign her. Sign her to a 15 and 15 contract. Instead, she's going to fight on contender series for five and five and then 10 and 10 and basically make what she should make in one fight in two
1: it's way she l f a she probably was making one and one or something like that, so uh, that's the problem um, three and three and three probably three and yeah. three and max, those. yeah, yeah, so anyhow, but dana white um moving on to other news, he says that all boxes are overpaid, and everyone wants more money and um Tony Ferguson, who still is quite el coque al 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 kookie um says Dana White's a drug dealer and he wants to beat him up, and yeah, it's uh lot of interesting things going down in in the fighter pay but no one's really willing to band together and make something happen about it but i don't know it seems like uh, the media and the, and the fans are more uh, concerned about uh, about this than than a lot of the fighters are or the fighters that, that can make a difference are um that's that's true i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna also hmm. before we before we get into the fights because we should get into the fights in a second i'm going to tell you about a recent Late breaking fight that you may not have seen on Twitter yet. Before I
1: just saw we a fight on to take... topology, I was going to mention to you. I wonder if it's the same one. Is it oh man, um,
0: honey yaya?
1: Me... Yes, it... <laughs> yes. Versus uh, the knockout. Uh, Cody Garbrandt. The man, the man with no chin, Cody Garbrandt.
0: I was going to ask you if you could predict Cody Garbrandt's next opponent. Because I oh, know yeah, like wow. your 7,000th pick would still not have been Ronnie Aya.
1: <laughs> well, it's if they want to protect him, that's probably a good pick. Because maybe he won't get knocked out for a change. Yeah,
0: I don't. Do I pick Ronnie Aya in that fight? It's
1: hard, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Yeah, a lot of fights got leaked. Did you, did you see a lot of fights got leaked too? Dana White took some TV crew through the through the headquarters and they had a whole bunch of proposed fights on their, on their boards set up. So a yeah, lot of, fights, I, w- uh, I would say,
0: I, I would say a thousand percent. uh He did that on purpose.
1: No, maybe I, to put, put some pressure I know on people.
0: Yeah. Cause like, cause some of them were fights that got signed, like, like confirmed shortly thereafter. Right. Like the, right. the ink, the ink just wasn't dry or, yeah. you know, like they were still waiting on a signature, but some of them are fights, you know, that those guys were kind of iffy about taking, like you know, like take the, you know, obviously the Kamzat Nate yeah, one yeah. is the one Definitely. that, like, yeah, you're like Nate's never going to sign that deal, like Nate's not, gonna fight
1: no. not fighting that he's not fighting out on the very last fight of his contract, um, no chance, that, that no would chance. put him into retirement.
0: So, so there's a whole lot of like that's pressure on him. But the other one that yeah. stuck out to me is clearly trying to pressure somebody is the the Sean Strickland Alex Pereira fight, right? Like Pereira's oh, yeah. okay. not yeah. ranked. Uh, in, in Strickland has now apparently signed the deal. Um, since that video came out, he had not prior, or at least it had not been released that he had prior. And now it's been confirmed that he has. So like, did they just put pressure on him to be like, well, will he not fight this like incredible kickboxer who will kick his ass? Like (laughs) maybe. So, uh, yeah, like I, I think it was just, uh, you know, like in some of those fights on there, you know, like Brian Barbarena is never saying no, or Matt Brown's never saying no. And they're both yeah. booked for fights in there. So like some of them were ones that like, you know, are probably getting made easy, but I think you did it definitely to put pressure on a few guys.
1: And plus A and John Jones, even though that's been rumored, that's probably to put pressure on both of them, even though I don't think those guys succumb to pressure when it comes to negotiation. So no, but I, I think it
0: was to put pressure on a time period. Um, yeah, that's true. You know? So yeah, I, I, I think it's it was all of very deliberate action from Dana White.
1: There you go. He's a drug dealer anyway, Dan. So there you go, <laughs> according to uh, Mr. Kooky. So, all right, lots of news, but what, mo- most people are here for actually um, our fight picks because we we can win you some money. So let's get cracking on that. After I tell you about win bet, make sure to get down on the wins bet. Fifty dollars win two hundred dollar promotion where fifty dollar bet qualifies you. For up to $200 in free bets, plus the WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to a 1000 bucks. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a three-plus leg Build Your Own Bet parlay between Thursday to Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. Phoenix Suns are about to go up to nothing, I'm predicting, when they start in about an hour and a half. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we're about to you by Trade Coffee. Did you know that Trade Coffee is expert tasting coffee? We decided Dan is not an expert, but he he does like a good cup of coffee trades coffee team actually taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you and trades human powered algorithm. will find it. Do you think you could tell the difference between 450 different coffees, Dan?
0: I definitely could not, but I can <laughs> tell you that I can tell the difference between good and bad
1: coffee. That's true. And you said you had trade before and it's good, right? It's delicious. There you go. Boom. Whether your friends call you a coffee snob, nope, Dan just admitted he's not, but he loves trade, or you just know it when coffee tastes really perfect, hey, that's exactly what you said. Trades real <laughs> coffee experts personally taste tests over 450 roasts, so they know exactly what to recommend for you. All right, here's what you all have to do. Here's your call to action, as we like to call it in the advertising business. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP. And that trade, find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. Don't forget about Mother's Day coming up. A trade subscription is a perfect gift for the coffee lovers in your life. And then Father's Day will be right around the corner after that. All right. Let's get in on UFC 274, Oliveira versus Gaethje. Remember when I couldn't say his name for a little while there for some reason? Oliveira. Yeah, I do. Yeah. That was fun times. Did you say Oliviera? I I think so. I think that don't put it in my head again.
0: I will tell you if you listen to a different (laughs) podcast this week, you might hear somebody call him Charles (laughs) Oliviera.
1: Top turtle MMA. Top turtle MMA. Thank God for that other co host making me look good. All right. This I just think olives, that's how I get it this time. Even though I know who it is, I've probably seen all of his UFC fights since starting of time, but he has been in the UFC forever. Um Never thought he would have a belt around his shoulder, but here we are. So he's fighting Justin Gaethje, who, who I remember watching in World Series of Fighting back in the day. Um, this one is he going be, down He the... beat
0: he beat up a dude who used to ref some of my uh, jujitsu matches.
1: Really, and ha- I you were gonna happened... say he beat up a one arm man.
0: That well, same thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Same, same guy. guy. Yep. We're turning Same guy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
1: yeah. And Danny interviewed the him for the. Nick Newell. Yeah,
0: May. yeah. Yep. Nick Newell used to do well I mean like he runs an affiliate gym of one of the gyms just right down the road for me so uh
1: ah.
0: yeah we uh he he used to ref some of my jiu
1: matches yeah <laughs> he, he had the honor of getting decimated by Justin Gaethje as everyone did until he stepped into the octagon so anyhow these two guys are fighting um from the footprint center in the home of the champions soon to be champions Phoenix Arizona um Once again, Jeff doesn't have the start times. This is probably a six o'clock start, I'm guessing, for the early prelims. Does that sound right, Dan? I think I actually did look this up.
0: It does sound right, but I will get you the official as you continue talking. I
1: actually, I remember, I looked it up to set up my Pick'em contest, which y'all should enter over at moneymma.substack.com. Free to enter. You win win good stuff. Seven-dollar gift card for uh, Athletic. Gear from uh, the sponsor that sponsors Izzy Adesanya, Dan Hooker, and all the Ozzy Ozzy Ozzy's. So anyhow, pre- early prelims, 6 p.m. ESPN Plus, UFC 5. 5.30. 5.30, oh, it's has been, yeah, because it's a sixteen <laughs> six fight for early prelims, which is uh, why that starts so early. Wow. Um, prelim card, ESPN, ESPN Plus, 8 p.m. Main card, pay-per-view, unless you're in one of those lucky parts of the world where you get it on your regular uh, part of your regular sports package. So uh, that will be starting at 10 p.m. Eastern. All right, let's get cracking on this. As, I, as I've as i been saying for the past 10 minutes, we're still not into it. Ben Waits, Journey Newson, Fernie Garcia. Actually, it's Fernando Garcia. Fernie is officially a nickname, but uh, that's not really a nickname. Um, all right, spreadsheet time. Here we go. We got Fernie Garcia. That's the nickname. Journey Newsome, no nickname because Journey is a, a pretty... Cool. First name to begin with. All right, let's go with Newsom first. Nine and three. One no contest. Three knockouts. Three submissions. He's been knocked out twice in his career. In the UFC, he is 0-2 with one no contest. He got knocked out his last fight. Uh, the no contest was a win for him. Uh, then it got overturned um, for marijuana because it was still illegal in with the athletic commissions back in those days. So he really should be 1-2 and 2 in the UFC. Uh, he was multi-regional champion before he got to the big show. Plus 128 coming back on him. Fernie Garcia will be making his debut in the UFC. He's 10-1. One. one knockout, three submissions. Never been finished in a fight. He was one low on the Contender Series. There we go. Our first Contender Series person of the night. He won via TKO there. He's won five straight fights. He's two inches taller than Newsom. Three years younger. Twice more active landing strikes. But that is ba- those stats are based off of just his Contender, contender Series fight. Uh, and minus 155 for him. And as usual, we will let Dan go first. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take
0: Fernie Garcia here and I'm going to feel really comfortable about it because, uh, you know, like Newson likes to go in there and bang and has shown like, you know, maybe doesn't have the best chin or technical boxing in the whole wide world. I, I think Fernie Garcia could go in there and just throw hands with him and probably win. Fernie Garcia also, you know, like worth noting, great chin. Like you you can crack that guy and he has got a phenomenal never been chin. Finished. Um, Yeah, never been finished. But in addition to never been finished, has been hit. Right. Like it, and looks good doing it. Um, He's a Fortis MMA guy, which also means and this is the best part of the the my assuredness in picking Fernie Garcia in this fight is he's got like that backup wrestling. Like if, if the striking isn't doing what he wants it to like in, in his last fight um, before the contender series, he fought in LSA against I wish I could remember the name of the guy in something with a hyphenated last name. But, like, he was winning the striking, but not by as comfortable of a margin as he'd like. So he just mixed in the wrestling and just started winning in the wrestling, too. And then afterwards, like, that opened up his striking. And I, I kind of see him doing the same thing here with Newsom, who, like, isn't particularly good at stuff in a takedown. Um, Like, he gave up a whole bunch to Ricardo Hamosh, who, you know, not a bad grappler. But, like, I, I think Freddie Garcia is more of, like, a pure wrestler type. Um, I don't even know if he's got a wrestling background. But, like... He clearly looks like he could, so uh, yeah, I, I think Freddie Garcia just schools him everywhere.
1: Yes, I agree. Garcia is the pick here. Um, doesn't finish fights, so maybe a prop bet, maybe inside. the I mean, uh, decision victory, perhaps. Dan,
0: you know, it's it's kind of funny that you say doesn't finish fights because he did finish the contender series. And True. I will say this: if you go back into the early parts of his career when he leaned on his wrestling a lot more. Um, like really early when he was, you know, like you know, three and one or four and one or something like that. He he used to get rear naked chokes at will, um, pretty much all the time. In fact, he got one on that uh, Chuck Liddell versus Tito Ortiz card put on by Golden Boy. Um, the good old days. Yeah, he got a <laughs> he got a rear, he was on that card and got a rear naked choke. Yeah. So uh, like you know, like I, I think he could just take Journey Newsen's back and and sub him like that certainly wouldn't surprise me. So, you know, if, if you're looking for a prop, I, I might stay away from, you know, a decision prop on Fernie because I just think he's that much better than Journey Newsome.
1: See, I told you, Dan's the one that, su- that sounds smart. That sounded very smart, Dan. Right, we won't know if it's right or not until Sunday or until Saturday night, we'll know. But And by All then right. I'll
0: put a positive spin on even exactly. if it's wrong. Exactly, he'll,
1: he'll, <laughs> he'll say, well, actually I, I was correct even though I wasn't correct. All right, um, moving on. Women's dry weight, Ariane Carnelosi versus Lupita Lupi-Gadinez, Godinez is um, technically Canadian because she moved to BC when she was a youngster. So we we have taken her on as her own. Uh, she's fighting Carnelosi. Her nickname is Soriso. Do you know what that means, Dan?
0: Yeah, it means smile. Am I wrong? It
1: does. Yeah. It does.
0: Right, let let me tell you about this. smiling. Well, I mean, smiling
1: port- yeah, that, isn't that Portuguese?
0: <laughs> yeah, but like. Portuguese and Spanish, Similar? like if you know the Spanish word, you, you're pretty much there at the Portuguese oh, word. Okay, cool.
1: Good to know. All right, let me tell you about Carnalosi. 14 and 2, nine knockouts, two submissions. She'd been knocked out once, submitted once. So she both of her losses have come via finish. 2 and 1 in the UFC. She'd won two straight fights via finish, both of them. She was the BMMA champ. Uh, before this, she's twice more active landing strikes than Cardinez is in their UFC careers, plus 150 loopy seven and two one knockout one submission never been finished in a fight two and two in the ufc she has swapped losses and wins so she's got a lost win lost win won her last fight she has got multiple regional championships on her mantle in bc i assume um <laughs> striking stats and grappling stats in her favor minus 180 i gotta go with the canadian loopy godinez um now that she's not jumping around weight classes, hopefully uh, she's got a home here. I think strawweight's probably the best weight class for her. She was a little, maybe, maybe more than a little, a, a lot undersized at flyweight and couldn't really get her, uh, her grappling going. So I like her uh, if she can stick at strawweight and stop, stop taking short notice fights at flyweight. So I think grappling gets the, gets the job done for her, hopefully, and she's my pick.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I like Lupe Godinez as well. I'm going to pick her, but I will say this. You know, it, it's a little bit alarming that she had issues with size and strength in the past. Yeah. Um, granted, yeah. it was up a weight class. Um, and I actually I did an interview with her uh, for one of the other outlets I'm, I've been working for uh, this week. And she said she's never going back to flyweight unless a short notice uh, fight happens to pop up at the right time because she's, she's a maniac like that. But the fact that she was having trouble with size and strength up weight class and now he's fighting Ariane carnalosi does concern me ever so slightly right oh, yeah, because she's,
1: she's strong and big oh
0: my well and she's not super big right like she if i'm not mistaken she's like she's she's not tall right Like she's, no, a, she's, she's, she's a shorter woman but she's she's very strong so like i worry about that a little bit but in the same sense like if you go, here, here's why I'm going to pick LaBita uh is if you go back to the Carnalosi's fight with Na Liang, which was, uh, remember, she was like that 20-year-old Chinese prospect that I was super high on. Liang took her down at will early in that fight and dominated. She looked so good early on. She gassed out and got TKO'd in the second round. Like, she she had nothing left in the second round. I think Lupita Godinez could do that same thing. I think she could take her down and not gas out and just be fine. But I do worry about like, is that strength too much? So I think the weakness is there in Carnalosi that I am going to pick Godinez, but I will say this. I'm not running to the bookie to try to bet Lupita Godinez at, what did you say? Negative Negative one eighty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a little, yeah. it's more of a pick em fight.
0: Yeah. And like when, actually when I saw the fight posted, I was like, Oh hell yeah, we're gonna get some great odds on Loopy here, and the takedown yeah. defense of Carnalosi isn't gonna hold up, and we're gonna we're gonna hit a spot there. And then I saw it posted, and I was like, how is how is everybody on Loopy here? And like, then I started to be like, well, okay, what? My analysis is right, but like, I feel like I I wanted better odds on that. So yeah, this won't yeah, spoiler alert won't be in my recommended plays, but like, I, I think she should do a a well enough job in the takedowns here.
1: Yeah, I'm going to pass on this as well. Um, yeah, the, the number is is too high for a fight that's kind of kind of up in the air. So, um, but we have to. It's our our job to pick every fight and try to pick it correctly and bet a hundred at least hundred dollars on every fight, as all you listeners need to do as well. And loop B is getting our pick. So, all right, moving on to a flyweight men's flyweight Cleeds and Rodriguez. Now he's he's a Rodriguez, I believe, versus C.J. Vergara. Um, we got nicknames, KR. That's so lame. Probably because is <laughs> KR. his initials. So lame. All right. Anyhow, let's tell you about Vergara first. He's nine, three and one with six knockouts. He's been submitted once. It's the only time he's been stopped in his career. He's all won the UFC. He did miss weight in that fight as well. This one is at flyweight. Um, so maybe he's more of a bantamweight. We'll have to see. Uh, he's one low was one low in the contender series. There's another contender series for you. He was a Fury FC champ. He made his debut way back in 2012. Finally made it to the big show, but uh, almost a decade later. Uh, he's got inch reach on Rodriguez. More active striker. Plus 225. Kr is seven one. Three knockouts. Two submissions. Never been finishing a fight. This is his UFC debut. He was one low in the contender series. There you go. Contender series again. He's won six straight fights. He was a jungle fight champ. He's four years younger than Vergara. Striking so stats in his favor, minus two eighty.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm gonna go with uh, KR here. I'm gonna go with Clayton Rodriguez. I, I think he's just like a sharper and better striker. If you go back to when we broke down uh, both of them fighting on the Contender series, like I, I liked Clayton Rodriguez's striking. I thought he was fast and sharp. And and I don't know if you remember, I actually wrote off Vergara. I I said he was not UFC caliber and then uh, expected Bruno Korea to just beat the hell out of him. And he knocked him out with a knee to the body in 41 seconds. Uh, and then I almost completely changed my tune in his second fight and was like, Oh, if he could beat Bruno Korea, he should beat Oday Osborne, who I don't think terribly highly of in, uh, then he got the shit kicked out of him by Oday Osborne. So uh, yeah, like I think Clayton not Rodriguez is just going to outstrike him. Um, the odds are where they are for a reason. It's like Vergara, I think if if the as long as he doesn't hit like a big bomb, I, I think Clayton Rodriguez is gonna outclass him.
1: Yep, he is my pick as well. Um bookies usually aren't this off. Uh minus two eighty. He will be my pick. I can actually tell you how many plus two hundred or more fighters have come through this year. We are at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Only nine times of have a fighter with plus two hundred odds or more won a fight in we've got We've had 164 fights in the UFC this year. So not a very good percentage. One of those was the um plus seven hundred um Michael Jackson. Uh, Mike Jackson. Fight, so. <laughs> <laughs> so really it's even less than less than that. So you have to be really sure of uh, of your pick if you're gonna take a swing at a plus plus two hundred. So all right. Um moving right along <clears throat> from flyweight to flyweight, women's flyweight. Jong's girlfriend, Tracy Cortez is fighting. Don't tell Brian Ortega that. She's really John's super fan. John's girlfriend. Uh, She's fighting at Melissa Gatto. Uh, Like I said, at women's flyweight. Uh, Let me tell you, no nicknames, rather except John's Cardenas' nickname is John's girlfriend. Um, Gatto does not have a nickname. Uh, She's eight. uh, Gatto, that would be, is eight o and two, two knockouts, four submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Two and o in the UFC. Both those fights, she won via TKO. She's won three straight fights via finish. She used to fight up at. Ban, no, Yeah, band and weight, just up one weight class. Band and weight. She's got four inches of reach. on Cortez, three years younger, more active striker. Plus one forty-five. Uh, Tracy Cortez or Mrs. Mrs. John Lee is nine and one, one knockout, one submission. She's been submitted once. That's her one loss was via submission. Three and zero in the UFC. She's been out of action since April of twenty twenty-one. She's had a lot of trouble missing weight in the past. She did. We were talking about it earlier, off the top of the show. Um, she did use to fight at band and Weight, and now she's. She's tried to make flyweight and had some issues in the past. So that's something to keep an eye on. If you're thinking of betting this fight, you may want to wait till after the weigh-ins Friday morning slash afternoon and, and see how, how she looks and if she makes weight. Um, these fighters that make weight generally do not win fights. The stat-wise, miss weight, 36%. That's it. Uh, y- you would think missing weight is a benefit, but it's not. And no fighter that's missed weight in 2022 has won their fight. So... Something to keep in mind. Um, what else can I tell you? Well, she was on the Contender Series. Imagine that, where she went 1-0. She's won nine straight fights. So she dropped her debut. She's won nine straight since then. Uh, she's pretty She fought at a high level pretty much since the start. She was 2-1 in Evicta. Uh, she's got grappling Stats in her favor, minus 175. Sorry, John. I'm going to break your heart here. I'm going with Melissa Gatto. Um, the man, we're matching him twice now. East Spencer Kite did a nice write-up on Gatto. And now she's um, kind of being slept on a bit here. Um, and Cortez probably is a little bit um, overrated, which I agree. We, I don't think we really know how, how good she is at this point. Uh, she hasn't really faced anyone super, super tough yet. Unless, well, Justine Kish, but she's not in the UFC anymore. Um, and yeah, Gatto is looked very good, and she's finished all of her opponents, uh, the last three opponents, all of her UFC opponents. So, And she, she's got the reach. I got to like that. So uh, I will take the live dog here, hopefully. Melissa Gatto, plus 145. Get this. I'm taking Gatto, too. Yeah. I had a um, feeling you would. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I First of all, I like Gatto. I, I think, you know, anybody who goes into the women's flyweight division and picks up two knockouts to to get her career started, like, already I've got my eye on you because that is great finishing ability. And she finished the jar of Eubanks. Like yep. you know, not for anything. That is a huge feather in her cap. I actually have her ranked in the the UFC's flyweight rankings. I know she hasn't cracked the official ones yet, but she's in my rankings. And I'll also say this: I'm I'm just gonna be mean to Tracy Cortez for like two Ooh. seconds. She has not won nine fights in a row. She has nine fights in a row that have gone <laughs> down as wins. Because like, first of all, I, I was up in the air about possibly giving Kish that fight because um, she, she lost it by split. Sal Diamato had it gave Kish both the second and the third, and I think I agree with that. She definitely won the second, possibly won the third. Um, it was up in the air. Also, she did not beat Aaron Blanchfield back in Invicta. Aaron That's Blanchfield she,
1: she she beat one of your favorites.
0: Aaron Blanchfield beat the tar out of her, and somehow she won a decision. I have no idea how you gave that anybody gave that bite to Tracy Cortez, let alone two judges. Um Just absolutely terrible. But that being said, like, I'm not just hating on some of her wins, but like, she she's a a woman who we've seen in fights when she gets frustrated and her striking isn't working, kind of results to like bullying and using her her strength a little bit too much. Oh, that's and not it's, this week. And yeah, no, Melissa Gatto's so fucking strong. Like, was <laughs> yep. Melissa, Melissa Gatto like was like, oh, that's cute, Sajara Yuvanks at one hundred and twenty five pounds. You're not gonna bully me, and I'm gonna bully you. So, like, with with that, all that being said, I think Gatto's a better striker. I think Gatto is the stronger fighter. So, like, unless you think Cortez is going to go in there and piece her up on the feet, like, I actually think there's very few paths to victory here for Cortez uh, in that fight.
1: we are. We are I agree. Totally. Obviously. Cause I am picking her. So sorry, John, I'm sure you're going to f- flush your money away. He, um, he's going to be real bummed about this, <laughs> but he's still going to bet her. I, I bet he's still going to bet her. Um, in case she finds out, he is wanting to find out that, that you bet against her. So anyhow, if you don't know who we're talking about, get in the SGPN slack and you will, you will find our, our friend John, uh, right away. He's, uh, one of the, lo- one of our actually one of the, uh, lovely people on there. I'm not being sarcastic. There's uh, a lot of lovely people on there. He is one of them. So get in our SGPN Slack. So anyhow, moving right. And don't tell Brian Ortega that uh, John's really her her boyfriend. Also. All right. Moving on. Can we stay on the same page? We'll see. Walter Waits. Francisco Trinado versus Danny Roberts. Hot chocolate would have been a good nickname for me as well. Hot chocolate Roberts versus Massa Randuba. Did we ever figure? That's a place, isn't it? In Brazil or something like that? I believe it's. I believe it's a type of tree. <laughs> oh, right. Yes. 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 I remember now. It is a type tri- type of Brazilian tree. I believe you're correct. Um, this fight is a pick 'em on the boards. Uh, let's tell you about um, youth before experience. So we will uh, go with Roberts first. Hot chocolate, Danny Roberts. Eight. Do you know why he has a nickname? We talk I, a lot about nicknames here.
0: I I don't know that one. I I'm gonna assume it's it's a it's gotta be a plan. the fact that he's like he
1: he's a. Good-looking guy. <laughs> it's true. Oh, maybe they should call him the uh, the British Denzel Washington then. <laughs> Everybody. Or is, just it, Idris Elba? Isn't and, Idris Alba's British? Yeah, he's the he's, British stuff.
0: he's the British Denzel Washington. <laughs> Have you ever heard that guy with? I, I'm going to take this completely off the rails. Have you ever yes. heard Idris Elba talk in his native tongue?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's not. It often, shakes
0: eh? me. It shakes me. <laughs> yes.
1: Talk about Viagra or something like that. You mean yeah. No, actually, that's, I don't think he has an accent in that one either. Yeah. Anywho, this, is, this isn't an Idris Alba podcast. Uh, at it least could, it could
0: be. It could if be. It was my wa- if it was my wife's choice, it would oh,
1: be. Oh, <laughs> look out. She likes Idris Alba. Look, does he have nose hair, Dan? Uh, she doesn't like I, nose hair. She doesn't like nose hair. No. How do, how do we get into the... How do, <laughs> we talked about hot chocolate. That's how. All right. Hot chocolate Roberts. Dan thinks he's good looking. So, okay. That's good to know. 18 and 5. Eight knockouts, five submissions from Mr. Roberts. that That's a uh, Beatles song. Anyhow, um, Dr. Roberts, close enough. He's got got—he's th- been knocked out three times, submitted twice. So all of his losses have come via finish. He's 7-4 in the UFC. He's, however, he's won two straight and four of six. Made his debut way back in 2010, MMA debut. He also did some pro boxing where he went 3-1. That's uh, for the tail of the tape. Four inches taller, four inches of reach, nine years younger than Trenado. Right, right let's go to the age stats since i track all these stats i may as well give you people it um not just use it for my own gains here uh if the a fighter is at least five years older or younger excuse me than their opponent they are winning 57 percent of the time so maybe not as huge as you would expect but still um there is an advantage there obviously and like i said this is a pick-up minus 110 uh trinato masuranduba 27 and eight, nine knockouts, five submissions. He's been submitted three times. He's 17 and seven in the UFC. He has been around a while. He's He's got more UFC fights than Roberts has fights, period. So uh, He's four and one, however, uh, over his last five. So he's not slowing down yet. He did win his last fight. He used to fight down at lightweight and up at middleweight. This is right in the middle, welterweight. He has missed weight in the past, which is why I think he's at welterweight now. He also was on the Ultimate Fighter. That's how long ago this uh, this was. That's back when Ultimate Fighter people came from the Ultimate Fighter into the UFC. He was one and one. He was also the Jungle Fight champion, and he was a kickboxing champion where he went twelve and one. He made his debut in MMA two thousand and six. Striking and grappling stats in his favor minus one ten. Over to you.
0: I think I'm going to take Danny Roberts in this fight. Um, we're on
1: the same page still.
0: Yeah, and look and Dumba has proven me wrong a lot, right? Like a yeah. lot. Like he constantly is outperforming what I believe of him, but like he's given up quite a bit of height in this fight, right? Like four, I inches. Believe yep. it, four, four inches here, four inches of reach. Yep. In addition to that, like Roberts has looked really good against a pair of guys who I thought if they didn't like his striking could take him down and failed miserably at doing so. Where, like he, he took it to Ramazan Amiyev, who, if I'm not mistaken, was ranked at one point in time. Um, it, and he like did a good job of stuffing those takedowns and winning a split decision. Salima Imadev is, is a little bit more of like a, a Russian kickboxer, but again, I thought he had that like backup plan to wrestle Roberts if he needed to, and like he he knocked him out so, like. I've been really impressed with what Roberts has done. I'm worried about whether or not he can keep the distance long enough on Trinaldo or if he can put a pace on him enough to, to win a decision. But like, ultimately I like think he can do that. Right. Like I, I, I think he's proven me wrong enough. And plus like a, a pick for Trinaldo is a pick for a 41 year old dude who doesn't belong nope, in this older
1: 43. Yep, he's going to be 44 in here. a couple 44 in a couple months, 1978, yep. And
0: so like an uh an over the hill undersized dude for this division yeah. and and I say undersized in being like he's far too short and doesn't have enough reach. He has far yeah. too much muscle. Um yeah. like yeah, <laughs> he's like, a tree. yeah, I I think you got to go with Roberts here. I I think it's the smarter play.
1: Yep, I agree with all that. Bigger, much younger and um yeah as long as he can keep him off him roberts is not the the greatest i know it's stereotypical to say a british guy's not the greatest wrestler but um that's not really his his forte so
0: but he, but he at least stuffed he at least stuffed guys recently and i'll say this too trinaldo yep. not attempting a lot of takedowns in his last few fights
1: no plus like, like you said up weight class too so that um will make takedowns even harder for him so all right we're on the same page um this was a kind of tough one to pick. Heavy, heavyweights because well, heavyweights are tough to pick to begin with because uh, anything can happen. But uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you the breakdown, and then you can agree with me or not, listener. Whether this is a hard one to pick. Blagoy Ivan Ivanov versus Marcos Rogério de Lima. Um, Pizau is Lima's nickname, which is a copy. It's Bigfoot, which uh, we already have a Bigfoot. Um, if, if why am I having trouble saying Ivanov? Is nickname is Bagata. All right, uh, let's tell you about Bigfoot, Hogerio de Lima. Is his last name Hogerio de Lima or de Lima? I believe it's
0: Hogerio de Lima. Marcos Hogerio de Lima. Yeah. And then
1: I started questioning myself. Okay, that's what I thought too. All right, 19-7-1, um, 14 knockouts, two submissions on his pro record. He's been knocked out once, submitted five times. So he's only lost one decision uh, fight. He's eight and five in the UFC, however, another however. He's won three of his last four and his last two. He won his last fight via TKO. He was 2 and 1 in the Ultimate Fighter. He used to fight down at middleweight and down at light heavyweight. He's kind of grown into this weight class. He was having trouble m- making weight back then. So now he's up at heavyweight. Um, and he was in Strike Force. That's how long he's been around. He went 0 1 Strike Force, made his debut in 2009. Two inches of height, two inches of reach over Ivanov. Striking and grappling stats in his favor, plus 125. Uh, Ivanov. 18 and four with one no contest six knockouts six submissions he's been submitted once it's the only time he's been stopped in his career he's two and three in the ufc he's won two lost excuse me lost two straight fights however he's been out of the cage since may of 2020 um i think dan confirmed or he said he uh last podcast he doesn't think he was stabbed again so hopefully that uh, it wasn't stabbing that kept him out <laughs> for the past two years. So, for, To my uh, knowledge. <laughs> to, to Dan's knowledge. He was in the PFL slash World Series of Fighting, where he went 5-0 and and was their champion. He also was in Bellator, where he went, where he went 6-1. and I think he made it to the finals of one of their tournaments for uh, for the championship, heavyweight tournament. Uh, he made his debut in 2007. He is a Sambo champion. A year younger, despite all that, than Roger de Lima. I wouldn't have guessed that, but he's a year younger. Minus 150. I don't think Roger De Lima is that good, but I'm taking him anyhow. Um, as my dog here, I don't know what I uh Ivanov is gonna, gonna give me after two years in the cage. And he didn't look good to begin with um back two years ago. Um when he when he's dropping two straight fights. Uh I think the ship has probably sailed on him. Um now, once again, East Spencer Kite said he's 35, but he, he thinks he he's has a feeling he may be a, a very old 35. A lot of wear and tear on his body. Um in the cage, not to mention almost being stabbed to death—that's uh, no joke there either. So, Roger de Delima, I'll, I'll take—I'll uh, take some plus money here.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna—I'm gonna differ with you. I'm gonna take you okay. off. Um, this will be the first one we differ on, and and again, I don't feel good about this pick either. But no, I'll—I'll I'll say this. Uh, Rogerio Delima is a guy who who has gotten by quite a bit on the fact that he's got pretty explosive hands, right? Like if you go back and you watch his fight with Ben Rothwell, it only lasts like thirty seconds. He throws big bombs. You take his fight with Ben Solselli, same thing. Lasted like ninety seconds. Big bombs. You know, and you go even go back to his time as a light heavyweight, right? Like he he went out there and he put away guys like Jeremy Kimball or Igor Pokryak or you know like whatever. But I'll say this in response, you don't knock out likeko Ivanov like it it it's impossible. You don't knock him out. He took some nope. of the most vicious shots that Derek Lewis has ever thrown, and he he didn't even wobble like so so first of all, I would just say like I, I see a situation in this where Marcos Rogerio de Lima thinks he's winning handily. And, like, absolutely gasses himself out and looks like shit in rounds two and three. Um, I, I think that's a strong possibility. I'll also say this. I think Blago Ivanov, you know, if, if you go back and you look at, at his technical striking in fights, he he's done it so that, like, he looks good enough that he could beat somebody like Rogerio de Lima just by picking him apart, right? Like, he picked apart Titu Ivasa. I think people forget Gwago Ivanov has a decision win over Tai Vasa. And, you know, like, what in what way is Marcos Rogerio de Lima lost? Pretty much literally every fight he's ever fought. You know, go back through him. Submission to Romanov, submission to Struve, submission to St. Preux, submission to Antigulov, submission to Krylov, submission to Antonio Carlos Jr., who, by the way, is a fucking middleweight. Um, like, just submission losses. Blago Ivanov has a judo background and a sambo background. Like, he is, he can take people down. And we've actually, we, we saw him take down Derek Lewis two or three times, right? Like, he took him down. He took down Ivas and won that decision that way. Like, he's a guy who takes people down. I think late in the fight, I, I'm not saying he gets him early, but I'm saying late in the fight, he starts to tire Marcos Ujeria de Lima out. He takes him down and has his way any, any way he wants late in the fight here.
1: Did Derek Lewis just get back up, Dan, when you got taken down?
0: Derek Lewis does whatever he wants. No, <laughs> I, I'll say this. Marco Rogerio de Lima being kind of like a fatter, stockier heavyweight is part Coach. of the thing. I, I mean, he is like he's a hashtag chunky guy. We and call that's him why. chunky,
1: yes. Yeah, we yeah. That's,
0: that's why I love him. Uh, but like that's that's part of the thing that is like perpetuated the stereotype that Derek Lewis can just get back up because mm-hmm. like he got up on on. Ilir Latifi and, and Blanco Ivanov. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes, yes. I think you called uh, DeLima uh, the, the chunky, the fat guy here, though. You're talking about Ivanov. is Yeah, yeah. I, I meant you- to say I, yes. I wanna- All right. Anyhow, we're not fast shaping. We're just calling him. He's good, just calling him chunky. So, all right. That is just the early prelims. We've got a buttload of fights and Dan just keeps talking. We're going to be here all night, Dan, with your breakdowns. You're so knowledgeable.
0: I, I, I'll speed it up.
1: No, we'll make don't we'll, need to. We'll make people we'll don't make, care how long we are.
0: We'll, we'll make PFL quick.
1: The only people that care is is our wives. Uh, that, that we're, <laughs> now we're recording long. The listeners, they want to hear this goodness. So, um, anyhow, that's, uh, so Jeff, that's Jeff, saying
0: he loves, Jeff saying he loves you guys more than his wife.
1: Exactly. <laughs> All right. I think I said true, not good. 20 year anniversary is coming up next month, Dan. I better watch my mouth. Eh? Attaboy. All right. Atta boy. All right. <laughs> Let me tell you about Athletic Greens. Maybe I'll get her some Athletic Greens for anniversary. That, 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 that could do the trick. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff with one delicious scoop of AG1? You're observing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. What's more romantic for an anniversary present than adaptogens? And it helps start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of those things in just that one little supplement. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we're on to the prelims. Brandon Roybal, a favorite of Dan's, I believe, if I remember correctly, versus Matt Schnell. I think he may like Matt Schnell, too. Am I correct on both of those? Yeah, I, I like most
0: of or both of them. Yeah. and okay. And Matt Schnell is a guy. Uh, who I, he's American top team now, but I'm pretty sure he's done cross training with Fortis. So uh, he's a, he's a Fortis dude.
1: And um, I forgot to ask earlier, is Tracy Cort- uh, Cortez going to go on the uh, hate list and the, with the Beverly Hills Ninja and the future hairstylist.
0: No, no, no. She's a, okay. she's a top turtle MMA alumni. So she, she doesn't, yep. she doesn't get on the hate list.
1: That is true. Uh, that is true. All right. Matt Schnell's danger. Schnell. Brian Wavel's Raw Dog, D-A-W-G. In case you wonder how that's spelled, in case you, we're going to send him a Christmas card, birthday card, something like that, it's a D-A-W-G. All right, let's tell you about Danger Chanel first. 15-5, one no contest. He's got uh, two knockouts and eight submissions in his career. He's been knocked out three times, submitted once. He's 5-3 and three with one no contest in the UFC. Uh, his last fight got turned into a no contest, but he actually had lost that before his opponent got busted for some illegal thing um he was one-on-one in the ultimate fighter was the legacy champion back in the olden days before the ufc he used to fight at bantamweight made his debut in 2012 two inches of reach on roy ball striking and active striking stats in his favor plus 210 raw dog roy ball, 13 and 6 three knockouts eight submissions so we got a couple of guys that finish a lot of people at, at flyweight he's been knocked at once submitted once three and two in the ufc uh he however he's only won one of his last three but it was his last fight uh, he did get a win there. He was the LFA champion as well as uh, just like Schnell. He was one and all in the world series of fighting used to fight up at Bantamweight. He also made his debut in 2012 in MMA as a professional inch taller than Schnell, two years younger Grappling stats in his favor, Minus two sixty.
0: Is it, is it my turn?
1: It is your turn. Yeah. I'm
0: thinking Brayda Roy ball.
1: <laughs> like, of course I, you love him.
0: I, yeah. And, and I do like Schnell too. You're right. I, I am a Chanel guy as well, but like, Dude, I honestly believe that Brandon Royval is maybe one of the three or four best flyweights in the world. Um, and, and I know he had those back-to-back losses to Pantoja and Moreno. The Moreno one, you know, you kind of almost have to excuse because he has his shoulder dislocated right afterwards. Then he doesn't have his shoulder surgery and comes back too fast for, for the Pantoja fight. Again, like you can't just pretend that those losses don't exist because they do. But man, this guy then bounces back by beating Bontarine out grappling him. He he's got a win over Kaikar France by finish. He's got a win by Tim Elliott over by finish. Like he is very, very good and very, very exciting to watch. And I'll say this against Matt Schnell, Matt Schnell is a guy who's enjoyed grappling off of his back over the course of his career Guess what Brandon Royval has literally never done in his life? Shoot a takedown. Like, he just doesn't shoot takedowns. He counters your takedowns and submits you, but he doesn't shoot takedowns. Um In Matt Schnell's, most of his most recent wins are that way, or by, like, relying in his newfound boxing. And let me tell you something. He is not going to outbox Brandon Vall. So, yeah, I got Vall all day here.
1: Yep, as do I. Royval, um is the pick. Just, just the better fighter. Um I hope he gets... A few more favorable matchups to, to string together some wins here. Um, yeah, like I said, um, you don't take a swing on a, a plus 200 or, or higher guy unless you are very sure about it. So, uh, Roval is the pick. All right, women's featherweight, Missy Chasson versus Norma Dumont. The immortal Norma Dumont. Chasson, no nickname for her. All right, Dumont, 7-1 with two submissions. She's been knocked out once in her career. so one time she's been stopped. She's 3-1 in the UFC. She's won three straight fights. Used to fight at Bantamweight. Striking and grappling test in her favor. Plus 195. Macy Chasson, 7-2. Two knockouts, two submissions. She's been submitted once in her career. She's 5-2 in the UFC. Uh, she's gone 2-2 two two over her last four. Lost her last fight via submission. Used to fight at Bantamweight as well. She was 2-0 in the ultimate fighter and the champion of that season. one known in Invicta. 4 height, 5 inches of reach. Minus 240. I have my name under Chasson, but I was pretty sure I picked Dumont. I'm going to go with a big dog here. I'm taking Norma Dumont. I'm kind of off the Macy Shea train. The size difference here, like the height difference and the reach difference is a little concerning, Um, but I just think Dumont's a better fighter. Probably the stronger, well, not probably. She is the stronger fighter as well, I think. So um, I think she'd be good wherever this fight takes place. Let's uh, let's roll the dice here. It's not plus 200, but it's close.
0: Do you have the right numbers there? Dumont, I have Dumont at negative 225.
1: Okay, I, I have it, I have it swapped around. All right, good. Minus two twenty five for Dumont, and then what what's Chasean? She's the plus, plus one plus
0: one eighty-five. Oh,
1: obviously. All right. That makes more sense to me. I was like, whoa, really? Okay,
0: okay. Okay. I'm not I, not just wanted, the big dog. I just want to I just want I'm taking sure. Norma
1: Dumont. I don't know.
0: I just wanted yeah, to be sure because to... I'm about to take the big dog in Macy
1: Shassan and really I, yeah. Like I, wow. I think okay.
0: look look nor let's let's talk about Norma Dumont for a second, right? Like because first of all Yeah, she's clearly got some skills, right? But here are the skills we've seen from her. Uh, Fought an absolutely complacent-ass Aspen lad, who is maybe the worst we've ever seen in her whole life. Fought Felicia Spencer, mostly fended off takedowns, and won a very close split decision that some people are not sure she won. And then beat Ashley Evans-Smith, who used to fight at flyweight. Uh, And before that, got knocked the fuck out by Megan Anderson like the fuck out by Megan Anderson. So uh, who's by the way, not still with the UFC. So Macy Shaysan to me of those four women we just mentioned is the closest to Megan Anderson, right? She's long. She, sure she doesn't fight as rangy as Megan Anderson, right? And she's maybe not as good of a striker. She's maybe better in the clinch than Megan Anderson She's not relying on the takedown like Aspen Ladd or Felicia Spencer or, I mean, to an extent, Ashley Evans-Smith are. And, and, like, I think she's just, like, a better boxer than than Norma Dumont is. Like, Dumont's clearly got some skills. But, man, I I, I don't think I would take Norma Dumont at negative 200 against somebody who I think is longer and sharper than her in, in a lot of ways. So, yeah, I'm going to roll the dice here to steal your terminology. And I'm gonna take the nearly two to one underdog in Macy Chasan.
1: That is more on brand, Dan taking the, a massive underdog and and me taking the the smart play. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, I'm just not like uh, I'm off the Macy Chasson train at this point. So.
0: I will say, I will say, my my stock in her has clearly fallen. Right, like I, yeah. I, I thought. I thought when she came off the the ultimate fighter and she choked out Panic Keon Keonzad, beat the hell out of Gina Mazzani and, and beat up Sarah Marias. So I was like, oh, she's she's got it. And then like yeah. Lena Landsberg and Raquel Pennington losses are just they and even the Marion Renault win just don't feel good. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you. I'm a little lower on her, but at the same time, I think she beats Norma Dumont.
1: All right, here we go. The classic Gumby move um let's see if it pays off all right walter waits randy brown versus chaos williams another nickname i was going to take chaos the Oxfighter, jeff chaos the Oxfighter fox um or rude boy is also a good nickname rude boy randy brown all right let's tell you about rude boy first randy brown 14 and 4 with six knockouts five submissions he's been knocked out twice submitted once eight and four in the ufc he's won two straight and four or five he was the ring of combat champion three inches tall and williams one inch of reach on him striking and grappling stats in his favor plus 100 coming back on him so even money for him williams is 13 and 2 seven knockouts one submission four and one the ufc he's won two straight fights last one via tko he also was a regional champion he's four years younger than brown more active striker minus 120 now i'm going to take some dog money i'm taking rude boy randy brown williams power is is a bit of a concern but i have more faith in in brown uh getting the job done i think he's He's clearly a, a more well-rounded fighter. So um, Randy Brown is the pick.
0: Randy Brown is definitely a more wa- well-rounded fighter. Yep. I'll take Chaos Williams.
1: <laughs> oh, you, you're, going, you're going with the Chaos yeah. and the Power.
0: I'm going with the Power. The dude knocked out Alex Morano in less than 30 seconds. Abdul Razak al hassan in less than 30 seconds. And now Miguel Baeza in about a minute. Um, or no, that one was in the third round, right? It was a minute in the third round. Nah, I can't remember correctly, but he knocked out Miguel Baeza, too. Like, the dude has dynamite in his hands, and the only loss he has so far is to Michelle Pereira, who, by the way, Michelle Pereira felt the need to grapple him. Like, that that tells you a lot. Michelle Pereira was like, nah, I'm not doing it on the feet with this guy. And, like, to me, that's enough. And, and yeah, like Randy Brown has got a whole bunch of different skills. You know, you got the one arm rear naked choke on Cowboy Oliveira. Um, you know, he, he knocked out uh, Brian Barbarena. Like, there's a lot of things to like about Randy Brown. I just have not seen him put it together consistently enough. And I haven't seen him put it together consistent enough defense to think he doesn't get cracked by Chaos
1: Williams. We shall see. But yeah, this one is another one i probably not going to recommend because it's um chaos williams nickname uh chaos is is a uh legit um label for him all right Wait's also main event the prelims here we got andre fialo versus cameron Van Aven- and camp uh by camp will be making his debut his nickname is the invader his nickname, also his nickname is Jumpman. he's 15 5-1 one with one no contest four knockouts nine submissions He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Like I said, this is his debut. He's won four straight fights, three of them via uh, submission, three straight via submission. Excuse me. Uh, Last fight was July of 2021. He was a regional champ, two inches taller than Fiallo, plus 275. Fiallo 15-4, one no contest. Twelve knockouts, one submission on his resume. He's been knocked out twice. He's won one the UFC. He won his last fight via TKO. He also was in PFL where he went 0-1 with one no contest. He also was in Bellator where he went 4-1, minus 350 coming back on him. Uh, first, tell us quickly what you know about Van Camp and then make your pick,
0: please. So Van Camp submission specialist, easiest the thing you could yep. possibly say. Nine about out him. of 15 he, wins. Yeah, and like like he needs it in order to win a fight. Also, I will say this. I I just got to get this in here about Andre Fiallo. So he has two. You said he he lost by knockout twice before in his career. It's uh, right. really, it's really important to mention who he lost to because one's in PFL and one's in Bellator. It's Chris Curtis, uh, yeah. who is, uh, you know, in the middle of like one of the most incredible runs right now. in Chidi Njikwani, like he got knocked out by legit UFC dudes. I- I'm going with Fiallo here. Look, Cameron Van Camp is a guy who relies on his takedowns and is going to be fighting a guy who's better at jiu-jitsu than him. And hits so freaking hard. Fialo knocks him out um, or subs him if he gets sloppy in his takedowns.
1: Yep. Fialo is the pick. Like Dan said, not just the awesome grappling, but he has got crazy power. 12 knockouts and 15 wins. So he is the pick. Very tough fight. Like that's This is a very tough fight to, uh, to have your debut uh, against
0: yeah it's, it's a nightmare for van camp um and i know why he's are they few,
1: doing this, to this I,
0: I think he's had a few canceled and he's probably just yeah. like antsy to get in there um and i know this one was kind of made entirely on short notice um but they were right, originally yeah, gonna have them they were originally gonna have him fight nicholas moda which i think is actually like a lot better of a fight for him um because if you remember nicholas moda is the guy who got knocked out by jim miller um like, that would have been a good fight for him. Uh, and this one's just, it's awful. It's the worst kind of awful.
1: Yeah, it's the short-notice fight for both men. Uh, Fiala just fought, right, last month, I believe?
0: Yes. Uh, it yeah. will be 20 21-day turnaround.
1: Yep, there you go. Knocked out Aza,
0: which I feel like I've said once <laughs> in uh, the last 30 seconds.
1: <laughs> very, very true. All right, that's the prelims. We differed a little bit on that. See how we do on the main card first, IPVanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away your, all your private data to hackers, advertisers, ISP, and other prime eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on in the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. Use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world. Everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP. and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanis slash SGP. All right. Dangerous, making me spell late in the podcast, but I made it through it. Main card. Maybe you've heard of these two guys. Lightweights, Donald Cerrone versus Joe. Oh, Lozon. Yes, they both are still around. So we got J-Lo versus the Cowboy. Um, Lozon first, 28 and 15. Nine knockouts, 17 submissions. He's been knocked out six times, submitted three times. He's 15 and 12 in the UFC. He's won one of his last four fights. The win was his last fight. Uh, He TKO win in his last fight. That was in October of 2019. I believe Dana White wanted him to retire at that time, but here he is back again. He is a re- was a regional champ. He made his UFC debut in 2006, his pro debut in 2004. He was a kickboxing champion. You may not have realized that because re- we think of him more as a grappler, but he was a kickboxing champion before all this. MMA nonsense. He's a year younger than Cerrone somehow. Grappling stats in his favor, plus 145. Mr. Cowboy, 36 and 16 with two no contests, 10 knockouts, 17 submissions. He's been knocked out eight times, submitted once. He's 23-13 and 13 with one no contest in the UFC. He's gone 0-5-1 over his last six fights. He's not fought since May of 2021. I never thought I would. we'd see a day where Cowboys running went a year without a fight, but here we go. His last win was May of 2019, so he's gone three years before winning a fight. He used to fight at welterweight. This one is he's cutting back down to lightweight, which I don't think he likes to do, but he's doing it here. He was in WEC. WEC never die. Uh, he was six and three with one no contest there. He did fail a drug test back in the olden days for a diuretic. Made his UFC debut in two thousand and eleven. His pro debut two thousand and six. He was a Muay Thai champion. He also was a pro boxer. He went one zero. Oh. Three inches of height, two inches of reach. Striking stats in his favor. He's and plus he's one and a half times more active landing strikes. Minus one seventy five. Whew, that's a lot of accolades for both these guys. Um, I am not buying stock in other man, but I will take cowboy being less. Well, I think he's shot, but I don't think he's going to get knocked out by Joe Lozon. Um, so I'll take cowboy here, please.
0: I'm going to take Joe Lozon. Um,
1: he's like coming I, off a knock, uh, TKO. So who knows?
0: Yeah. I mean, it, TKO so long ago that I was at the event, <laughs> uh, which I haven't been to a, a live event in a minute, but like, uh, yeah look, I'll say this. like Joe Lozon always has that great grappling. Um, and like he's he won that by t k o, but he also outstruck Jonathan Pierce, um and like, Look, when we talk about the decline of Joe Lozon, right? Like, what are we talking about? Like, he's a little bit slower. Guess what? He was never fucking fast. <laughs> um true. You, you know, like he he's a little bit less strong. Guess what? He was never the strong guy in any fight. What he was is technically fucking solid at jujitsu, really good on the ground, great at controlling positions, and he knew how to keep himself safe on the feet. Like is Cerrone like, I, I guess my, my problem is, is I just don't know how to draw a path to victory for Cerrone. Like, do we just think he's going to leg kick him nonstop for, for 15 minutes? And Joe Lozon's is not going to turn one of those leg kicks into a takedown. Like w- what's his path to victory here? Like he, he's just going to box and not use his kicks. Cause if he kicks like Joe Lozon is going to get him to the ground. And Joe Lozon is a much better grappler. In my opinion, like look at, look at Cerrone I mean, Cerrone's coming off a loss to Alex Murano and Anthony Pettis. And like, like he just hasn't looked good. Like I I can't, when when was the last time that Donald Cerrone won a fight? Ally Akita? Yeah, Ally Aquinta. right? So yeah, I mean, like, you're right. I'm not buying stock in either of these guys, but I do really still love the grappling of Joe Lozon, whether he's on his way out or not, whether either of these guys are on their way out or not. I'll take the guy who, uh, who I really trust is grappling.
1: We hit a blind spot here uh, for Dan a grappler from Massachusetts. So of course that's going to be the pick. What was the name of the
0: state again? Massachusetts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, as a unknown, uh, unnamed person tells me Gumby just likes the underdogs too much. So I'm just going to put that out there, Dan, you love your hey, underdogs. It's, it's helping me win
0: the, uh, the recommended place underdogs okay. have. So,
1: uh, we'll see if joe joe will joe Lozan be a recommended play in 2022 wait
0: god, god no i couldn't recommend it play a <laughs> dude who hasn't fought in four i was gonna years. make him
1: wait make him wait another 10 minutes Anyhow, I, all I, right.
0: I'm, I'm not gonna make you wait don't don't bet joe
1: <laughs> moving on, this this is a card of like whoa that guy still fights um we just had a that guy still fights uh match there and we got shogun hua here and then we got Tony ferguson we got a bunch of people that you're like oh that guy probably shouldn't be fighting anymore, but hey, here we go. Light heavyweights Mauricio Shogun Hua versus Ovince Saint Pru. So we got OSP versus Shogun. OSP is back down at light heavyweight for this one. And Shogun is back. Period. Shogun is 27, 12, and one, 21 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out six times, submitted three times. He's 11, 10 and 1 in the UFC. He's gone two one and one over his last four fights. Got TKO'd in his last fight. That was back in November of 2020. Used to be the champion. Of uh, the light heavyweight division in the UFC, he ended the Machida era that lasted exactly <laughs> one fu- one fight. Well, it, it shouldn't have even lasted. one It fight. shouldn't
0: have lasted any <laughs> fight. <laughs> I
1: I was a huge fan of Machida, but after that fight, I'm like, okay, I want I want who to win the next one because that was uh, not not right what happened there. So uh, he used to fight at heavyweight back in the old days in Pride, where he went twelve and one. Do you know who is the only person to beat him in Pride?
0: It's got to be Fedor. Nope. Mark Coleman
1: broke his arm in
0: pro. Oh, okay. I'll buy that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. probably my second pick.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Let me see. Lost my page. There's Hua. He made his pro debut in 2002. Striking and after striking stats in his favor. Grappling stats as well in his favor. The bookies do not care about any of that. They put him at plus 200. Uh, OSP is 25 and 16. 12 knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted three times. 13 and nine in the UFC. He's only won one of his last four. Dropping his last two fights, he went six one in strike force. I didn't write uh, mention here, but he did. Uh, he was dabbling at heavyweight uh, the past little while in the UFC. He was the king of the cage champion before all this. Two inches taller than who? Uh, four inches of reach. Only two years younger. You'd think it would be more, but no. Uh, minus two fifty on Saint Prue. Over to you.
0: Did you mention Saint Prue knocked the fuck out of Shogun like not that long ago? Oh yeah, <laughs> they fought.
1: <laughs> fought. Really?
0: Yeah, they he knocked him fight. out. He knocked him out in 30 seconds like five years ago. Okay. Uh, See,
1: I already forgot and, about
0: that. And there's literally no reason to believe he wouldn't do it again. So, yeah, yeah. O- OSP by knocked out. There
1: you go. OSP is the pick. Oh, Dan's throwing a prop out there, too. All right. OSP is the pick. Not that he's – I think he's pretty much done for as it is, but he's probably less done for than hoo-ha. All right. Uh, lightweights. Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. Yes, Tony Ferguson. He's back in L. Is back. El Kuke, El Cookie, I like to call him versus Iron Mike Chandler. What an original nickname. Um, Ferguson 25 and 6, 12 knockouts, 8 submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. 15-4 and four in the UFC. However, three of those four losses have come over his last three fights. Um, he's lost three straight. His last win was uh even no, actually almost as long ago as as Cerrone, June of 2019. Uh so we got th- Two guys, three guys, Kenny Lozon on this card, who have not won a fight in, in three years, Dan. So, uh, interesting. Uh, he's, he was 3-0 and on the Ultimate Fighter and the champion. I remember that season. He made his pro debut in 2008. He was a wrestling a champion before all this. 3 inches height, 5 inches of reach, plus 300. Iron Mike Chandler, 22-7, 10 knockouts, 7 submissions. He's been knocked out four times. He's 1-2 in the UFC, lost his last two fights. He was 17-5 in Bellator. He was a champion three times. He was 2-0 in force as well. He used to fight at welterweight a little bit. Made his pro debut in 2009. Was a wrestling champ as well. Two years younger. Grappling stats in his favor. Minus 400. Chandler by murder is my pick.
0: So I, I actually don't think this line is as wide as it should. Like, like, I, I think the, the line is far wider than it ought to be. Um, yeah, minus you know, like minus 400 is pretty rough. Min- pretty rough. And, and I will say this, like a lot of people have, have, you know, touted the demise of Tony Ferguson. And I, and I do think he's on the downward slope of his career, right? Like he's on that second half of that bell curve, but I don't think he's as far down it as people think he is. He, he's fought some really tough dudes and it's been like a really hard run for him, but at the same time, like, yes, like this is a terrible matchup for him. Tony Ferguson got absolutely out grappled by Charles Oliveira in like, like he couldn't stop his wrestling in, and, and Michael Chandler is a good wrestler. Like if Michael Chandler just chooses to wrestle him for 15 minutes, he wins this fight. But I will say this, the reason why I, I so I'm still going to pick Chandler, but the reason why I'm giving some pause to that pick is I'm just saying like, look, Tony Ferguson, if he chooses to stand and trade with him and Tony Ferguson just hurts him with an elbow, Tony Ferguson could totally star as choke him right? Like Tony Ferguson could definitely find his neck for like a half a second, um, snatch it and like win this fight. I'm going to pick Chandler. Cause I think the odds are, are pretty low, but I I think they're probably a little bit closer than, than what plus three fifty that you were quoting on Ferguson. So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm going to take Chandler, but I, I don't even love this pick.
1: Plus 300. So it's not quite so bad. Um, yeah, Ferguson, you definitely going to have the, the cardio advantage. Um, but if he can make it past the first round is the key. Uh, If he doesn't want any more nightmare matchups, maybe he should stop calling his boss a drug dealer and saying that he should have sued the UFC. That's probably, probably the uh, not good stuff, especially for a guy like Dana White. So just putting that out there, but yeah, Chandler is our pick here. All right. Title fight time. We got a rematch. Women's strawweight championship. Rose Nama Yunus versus Carla Esparza. The two fighters who fought originally for the title, out of the ultimate fighter, of course. Uh, we got Cookie Monster versus Thug Rose. Cookie Monster Asparza, who is getting married in a week after this fight. That's pretty wild, right? That's a pretty wild move for sure. Yeah, that's going to be some interesting pictures if this fight does not, uh, wedding pictures, if this fight does not go uh, well for her and she takes some damage. Um, all right, Esparza, 18 and 6, four knockouts, four submissions, been knocked out twice, submitted once, nine and four in the UFC, used to be the champion, the inaugural champion. She's won five straight fights. Last one via TKO. That's how she got herself this uh, title shot, title opportunity. 3 and 0 in the Ultimate Fighter. And then she went on to win the title, as I said. 3 uh, 0 in Invicta. And she was a the champ there as well. Not as much luck in Bellator, where she went 0 2. She made her debut in 2010 in MMA. She was, is a grappling champ as well, plus 175 coming back on her. Um, and she did beat. Uh, if I didn't mention, she beat Nama Yunus originally for the for the title. Um, Thug Rose, 11 4, two knockouts, five submissions. she was knocked out once, submitted once. 93 in the UFC. She's been the champion twice. She's won six for her last seven, and including her last loss to Esparza eight years ago. It was that long ago, 2014. She went 3 0 in tough that tough season as well to get to the finals. She was 2 1 in Invicta. She's got four inches tied in spars, two inches reach, five years younger. Almost two times more active striking, one one point seven to be exact. More active landing strikes. Grappling stats in a favor, minus two fifteen for her. I'm Your gonna
0: turn. take. I'm gonna take Rose Nami, I, yeah. I think since they they fought, like Rose's jiu jitsu's got even better. Um, has Carla gotten a little better? Maybe here and there, but she she's mostly the same fighter who won the title all the way back when. Rose's jiu jitsu's gotten better. Rose in the biggest, the biggest differences is like Rose's ability to box and keep distance makes it miserable for anybody who wants to wrestle her. So I, I, I just don't think Carla's going to have the entries to the wrestling there that she had before. So yeah, let, let's go with Rose here. I say she keeps the distance wins. Uh, again, you, you want me to get proppy here? Like I think she wins a, a five round decision here just by staying away from Carla.
1: Yep. Rose is my pick as well. Usually, um, I don't well uh, usually I, I'm saying I don't uh, change my pick from the uh, winner of the re, uh, winner of the first fight in the rematch, but the first fight was eight years ago, so a lot of things have changed since then. And Rose seems to be uh, getting uh, getting to be a better fighter. I think she can she can avoid the the wrestling of asparza and plus like i said her grappling is uh probably world better than it was back then as well so she is a pick minus 215 the champ retains uh let's see if we feel the same way about the champ retaining in the main event lightweight championship charles Oliveira versus justin gaichi um Ga- 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 is the highlight Oliveira's do bronx uh the highlight 23 and 33 19 knockouts one submission He's been knocked out twice, submitted once, so he's been finishing all of his fights that he lost. Six and three in the UFC. All of his losses have come in the big show. He's won five of his last six, including his last fight. He went 10-0 in World Series of Fighting and was their champion. Made his MMA debut pro debut in 2011. He was the wrestling champion in college. Inch taller than Oliveira, striking stats in his favor, and he's twice more active landing strikes, plus 140. The Bronx, the champ, Charles Oliveira, 32-8 and with one no contest. 9 knockouts 20 submissions he's got four knockouts he's been knocked out excuse me four times submitted three times he's 20 and 8 with one no contest in the ufc he's done all of his growing up in the ufc here he is the champion and he's already defended his title once he's won 10 straight fights he used to fight at featherweight he was having trouble missing weight now he's up at lightweight he also used to fight at welterweight uh, he made his pro debut in 2010 uh, sorry his ufc debut in 2010 his pro debut in mma in 20, 2008 He's got four inches of reach on Gagey grappling stats in his favor minus 170. I am going the champ retaining here. Um, once again, this is probably one I'm going to avoid um making a recommended play on because Gechi's power is, is pretty crazy, but um Oliveira has shown uh, something that we did not have at all in his what three quarters of his UFC career. Uh, resolve and um just the the fire and, and like I said, resolve to to get through tough times and fights um, even when he's rocked and hurt um, he's going to probably get dropped and hurt in this fight um, but there's a good chance that he also after he gets rocked and hurt he catches Gaethje in and, and submits him so um, and his his uh, striking has, has gotten so much better than it used to be he's not just a one-trick pony grappler like he was at the beginning of his career so um, Bronx Chucky Olives is the pick here for me
0: I'm gonna go with you on this one. I'm gonna take Charles Oliveira. Oh, you were swerving me there. No, I'm actually more confident in Charles Oliveira than you are. Um, and I know that you talked about like you know he's probably gonna get clipped and he's probably gonna come back from it and win by submission. But I also throw you this possibility: How bad did Justin Gaethje look on his back against Habib? And it, it, it's <laughs> yeah. it's not even it, it's not even the traditional look bad against Habib, right? Like most no. guys who look bad against Habib. Like, just get, like, that Dagestani handcuff and, like, punched in the face a bunch of times and can't get back up. And when they do get back up, get smushed back to the ground. Habib just cut through his guard like a hot knife through butter. Yeah, he did not know.
1: He did not look like he knew what he was doing.
0: He he looked like he was a two-by-four on the ground as soon as Habib got on top of him, right? And, like, Habib just climbed to whatever position he wanted. That's so fucking dangerous against Charles Oliveira. Like, you got mounted triangle choked by Habib, a guy not known for his submission skills. And granted, he's got submission skills, but, like, not known for his submission skills. And you're about to fucking step in there with the one of the best submission specialists of all time. I'm saying this. If, if, you, told me, if you told me this fight a 1,000% was going to get to the ground, I would tell you that I would bet Charles Oliveira at negative 10,000 right? Like, cause I think as soon as this hits the ground, it's over. And, and I think it's going to hit the ground at least once.
1: So you're going to live bet it then the second it hits the ground, you're going to get a bet in there.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, in, <laughs> in places where, where live bets are that active, uh, cause I, I know most people can, you know, depending on the book you're, you're working with some just do after round live betting, but it, yeah, I yeah. mean like, Hey, if you can get if you can get live bet moment to moment like that, shit, yeah, get it as soon as it hits the ground, just bet it. Yep. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. It's like uh, I've said this before. He's the most unlikely champion in the OC, especially the way he's fighting now. It's just night and day from from when he, like the the knocking him in the starting of his career was he, he would quit in fights and he would very visibly quit in a bunch of fights and that is the total opposite of, of how he is now. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, you're right. He He's just gritty. Um, he, he actually said in a recent interview that some of it comes from the birth of his children. So um, that like he just felt like the birth of his children made him tougher and fight more.
1: Did he actually give birth to him? Because I, I can see how that would do it. He he, I don't believe he did,
0: but he, <laughs> he said the birth of his children.
1: <laughs> OK, no, that's fine. Just just checking. All right. There there you go. Fifteen fights in the UFC. But we're not done with the UFC yet. Recommended place. As usual, it's gonna be all I know is I said a lot of um fights I'm not gonna put a recommended on. So this may be a tough one to I may have to throw all my money on one fight. So we'll see. We'll let Dan go first.
0: All right. So uh if I'm gonna go first, I'm gonna get action on the first fight of the night. I'll take 30 bucks on Fernie Garcia.
1: All right. 30 Garcia. Just to win money line, we're talking, yeah,
0: yeah, I'll take money line.
1: All right, um, uh, minus 155. All right, got it. Um, I'll take 40 bucks on, I know the the numbers crap, but Michael Chandler minus 400. That's uh, these are recommended plays, and that's the I think a pretty easy, easy pick. So, um, yeah, um, Ferguson does not get finished even in the in this later part of his career, so I'll just take him winning outright minus 400.
0: I'm going to take uh, 20 bucks on Melissa Gatto. I, I think uh, the, the big plus money number on her uh, makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, I'll take 20 bucks on Gatto.
1: I am going to tell that for sure, Gatto. Um, I'll, I'll take 20 bucks as well. Gatto plus 145 just to win outright in that fight. Go ahead.
0: Perfect. I'll take uh, my next 30 on Andre Fialo, but I'm going to take him inside the distance. I think he finishes Cameron oh. Van Camp. Um in pretty much any way he wants. And and Fiallo inside the distance is negative 145, which you know you are taking a guy who's damn near a four to one favorite here in uh getting him at negative one forty five for the finish. I, I think is a smart play. So negative one forty five Fialo uh, inside the distance.
1: For sure. Um give me twenty OSP just winning. Uh minus two fifty.
0: Awesome. And then I'll I'll make my last one. I'm gonna take Macy Chasan. Uh, I think my last 20 bucks on Macy Chason. I'll take uh, her at, at big dog money here. I, I think she just outpoints Norman Dumont.
1: I'm gonna do uh, um, tail another one of your picks, the Fialo one inside the distance. I will take my last 20 on, on Fialo inside the distance, minus 145. That's a good number. Um, I can see him winning like via knockout or submission, so um, I think it's safe just to do it inside the distance. All right, recap this is what Gumby's got 30 bucks. Garcia winning. 20 bucks gatto winning. 30 bucks fiallo inside the distance. 20 bucks Chaseon winning. Jeff has 40 bucks Chandler winning. 20 bucks Gatto winning. 20 bucks OSP winning. 20 bucks fiallo inside the distance. Boom. You got a you hit half of the parlay last week, Dan, but didn't get the other half. So are you going to give us? A uh, yeah,
0: I, yeah, I did get half of it. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the Andre Arlovsky by decision. I can't you not got- laugh. I can't even not laugh at it. Um, It's because it's ridiculous is all hell. Um, Yeah, I can, I can give you a super van John Carley. Hang on one second. I'm going to go with wait for it. I just want to make sure I have the right numbers before I, I started rattling them off here yep there's the one i want uh we're gonna take rose Yunus wins her fight by decision that's gonna play at plus one okay. plus 175 um which really I take, yeah is is that insane or what but rose Yunus wins yeah. by decision plus yeah. 175 well i mean like she does have the sub skills she's knocked out Whaley zhang and and you yeah. on J check so like is there a chance but like she usually wins by decision in the rematches and then uh, yeah. I'm going to pair that with um, – hang on one second. got to find that number again. This is good radio. Everybody wants to hear me doing a little search. Yeah, um, I'm going to take <laughs> – I'm going to take radio I'm, at the podcast. – I'm, I'm going to take Blago Ivanov wins by submission. I'm going to say he tires out okay. uh, Marcos Sergio de Lima and subs him. Uh, pair that that's plus 500, uh, pair those two together. You're going to get 16 to one odds.
1: What? 16 to one. Holy moly. Crazy. All right. We're not done yet though. I'm being asked if I'm done yet, but no, we got PFL. Um, we get, we can make PFL quick. (laughs) We can make it quick. PFL is coming up on what day of the week are they running this week? Friday, Friday, May 6th. They got a. Stop, uh, bounce. I, I'm sure it's not their choice to bounce around, but yes, Friday, May 6th, 530 Eastern. It starts ESPN 2, uh, Prelims, ESPN Plus. It's going down from Arlington, Texas, the esports stadium in Arlington. Uh, esports wasn't even a thing when we were young boys, Dan, but here we go. Um, all right. Walter weights, we're doing the Watch Wait class. Uh, this is like I said, the whole fight card is is pretty darn good if if you're looking for name fighters. So there's quite a few in here. Uh like this one, for instance, Gleason T versus uh what's Al Sawali's first name? Dan, it just says J. Um J- Jara. Jar. Jar. Jara. Jara. Jara, Jara Hussein Al-Sawali Zayad, I think is his full name. Um, he will be fighting Mr. Gleason T Bow. Uh, or T-Bow, if you prefer. Um, Al-Sawal Salali is the aforementioned Jordanian lion. I'll talk about T-Bow first, or T-Bow. I keep saying Bow. Is it it is it Bow it's, or Bow, Dan? It's Bow. It's both, though. I'm sure most people <laughs> say it both, especially if you're a UFC commentator. All right, 37 and 15. Four knockouts, 15 submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted twice. He's 2-1 the PFL. He's won two straight fights, won his last fight via submission. He was 16 and 12 in the UFC, where you may remember him from. Used to fight at lightweight somehow. He is a tree trunk, fire hydrant type of guy. 1999, he made his MMA debut. And when Dan was just a little, little youngster, plus 225. All right. Over the, to the Jordanian lion, Al Salal, Sol, we, he has a tough name to say. I don't like this. 17 and three, seven knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out once. One low in on PFL, one via knockout. So on four straight fights, used to fight at middleweight, was a regional champ, nine years younger than T-Bow, an inch taller than him. I don't know reach because we don't have reach for him. Minus 275.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take also, (laughs) I'm going to take also Wally. Uh, I, I think I would say this about him is just like, he's fast enough, sharp enough, hits hard enough, has fought hard enough competition that you can feel good against him. Uh, with Gleason Tebow, who's, like, old and not himself anymore. Like, he's got to knock out wins over UFC That's Carlston Harris, and Ishmael Nardiev, um, and both just by, like, blasting them with strikes. One of them with leg kicks. Like, he beat Nardiev with leg kicks. So, I, I like also the, Uh I-, I just think he he just blasts through him with strikes here.
1: Okay, moving right along. Next fight, the aforementioned, which is the word I like to say aforementioned, Sadabao Sai. You may know him as the Swedish Denzel Washington. Uh, he's fighting, who's he fighting? Nikolai Aleksakin, who is not, not, uh, not look doesn't look like anyone famous and has no nickname as, as well. So let's tell you about uh, Sai first. Nine, six, and two, one, no contest. Six knockouts on his ledger. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. He's three, four, and two with one, no contest in the PFL. Six inches taller, six inches of reach. So he's a half a foot taller, half a foot of reach over... Alex Sakin, plus one twenty. Alex Sakin, twenty four and six one no contest. Eleven knockouts, two submissions. Been submitted three times. He's one and one with one no contest in PFL. Lost his last fight. He also fought in the greatest promotion ever in MMA history, One championship where he went <laughs> one and one. He, he made his MMA debut, pro debut, twenty eleven. He's five years younger than Sai, minus one thirty eight. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm gonna take Sadabo Sai in this one. Um, Because he's hot, right? Both because he's hot. And I I like that I'm getting dog money on him. Also, these two fought already, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, The the no contest comes from that fight. Um, Okay. I want to say it was an accidental eye poke that uh, got the fight stopped. But he, like, stuffed a whole bunch of takedowns going into that. Um, He also had a really great fight before that with Ray Cooper Um, and that, that instantly like puts you at the head of the game for me. So yeah, I'm going to go with Zai here. Um, I I like the dog money here on, uh, on him, given that he's already had success.
1: There you go. Moving along. Magomed, Magomed Karamov versus Joao, Joao Zeferino. I don't like saying Joao, but I said, anyway, he's a Brazilian samurai. Don't you know? um so Zeferino is 26 and 9 4 knockouts 17 submissions he's been knocked out four times eight and three in world series of fighting and pfl He's won five straight fights won his last fight via submission he went 0-2 in the ufc he used to fight at lightweight this is the welterweight tournament we're talking here made his mma debut and pro debut in 2005 plus 425 megamed karimov Kher- 28 and 6 10 knockouts nine submissions he's been knocked out once submitted three times He's 11 and 1 in PFL and World Series of Fighting. Lost in the finals. Uh, got knocked out by R- Mr. Cooper, the third in the finals of last season of PFL. He used to fight at middleweight, four years younger, four inches height, four inches reach, all in his favor, minus four, five, one. A lot of fours there. And I'm assuming he's your pick.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go Magomed Machamed Karamoff. I will say I, I like the value there on Zeferino because I do think he's good. But at the, the end of the day, like, Megamed Karamoff, you mentioned losing in the finals to Ray Cooper. He also has a win over Ray Cooper, which is is worth mentioning too. So yeah, like, wasn't he winning
1: that the last fight too? Sorry to interrupt. Um, I, I mean, I, like, I misremembering. You,
0: you could definitely argue he was. Um, I'd probably have to go back and watch it to fully remember, but it wasn't in like dominant fashion. But like, okay. yeah, I, I, I'll take Megamed Karamoff here, uh, just because I, I I think it's the safer play.
1: All right, here's someone you may have heard of: Roy McDonald is fighting versus Brett Cooper. Um, mcdonald's canadian he's nicknamed now is red king um, cooper's nickname is Furushin. shin let's tell you about cooper first 28 and 14 18 knockouts two submissions he's been knocked out five times submitted three times one no in pfl he's won two straight fights was the acb champion before this he used to fight at middleweight he was seven and five in bellator made his mma debut professionally in 2005 plus 360 rory mcdonald maybe like i said maybe maybe you have heard of him 28 Sorry, excuse me, 22, 8-1, seven knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out three times. He's only one and two in PFL. Didn't see that coming. He's lost two straight fights. He went three and two in Bellator and was their champion. Went nine and four in the UFC, was not their champion. Surprisingly, everyone had him pegged to be, but he was not. He used to fight at lightweight, used to fight at middleweight. He was a regional champ, made his MMA debut professionally in 2005. He's got six in- inches of reach on Cooper, two years younger, minus 401.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take Rory Mac again. Uh, just cuz I look, I think he's on a downtick, and I still yep. think he's about 30 times better than Brett Cooper. <laughs>
1: like this, this is a good fight for him to get back into
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Himself, yeah. Great great matchmaking here.
1: Yep. All right. And we spoke of Ray Cooper the 3rd. He is in the co-main event um against Carlos Leal. Um he was not originally supposed to fight him, is that right? I had someone else's name uh, for yeah, one of the sites.
0: He he was supposed to fight Magomed Umalatov. Okay,
1: yep, right. That's the name. Okay. I
0: believe. Yeah. Uh and then yeah, Umalatov uh had to withdraw from the fight.
1: So this is a short notice fight um for Mr. Leal the Lion. This is his nickname Cooper's nickname Brada Boy, which will maybe may be a future nickname for me as well um because i am hawaiian after all um liao 16 3 six knockouts two submissions he's been submitted once he's 2 and 0 in pfl he's won 10 straight fights uh he was 1 and 0 in bellator he was a regional champ made his pro debut uh, 10 years ago 2012 pro mma he's four inches taller than cooper two inches reach plus 333 a broad boy cooper he's the reigning pfl champion he's won two championships actually in pfl is it two straight two in a row yeah okay that's what i thought. Um 24-7-1, 15 knockouts, 7 submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted four times. 11-2-1 in PFL. Like I said, back-to-back championships. He's won six straight fights. He won his last fight via knockout. He was a regional champ. He also made his debut, pro MMA debut, 10 years ago. Minus 435.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going to go super favorite again. Um, Ray Cooper is really freaking good. Um, and he's fighting a guy... Who who had to make his way to the U or to the PFL on the Challenger series in order to get in the the heavily fixed Challenger series. Um and won a split decision <laughs> over somebody who he should probably have beaten up pretty bad. Um so like yeah, like he's gonna have a really hard time with a short notice fight against the multi-time champ.
1: There you go. Twenty fights, broke him down. Um PFL, we're definitely doing it on Sundays from now on, Dan. Right. Yeah. Well, they got to give us, odds. they got to give us
0: odds earlier.
1: It's true. Get you on it. Yes, exactly. I'm surprised books are even taking uh, bets on PFL at this point, but Hey. Um, all right. You've got enough of us for free. Here's, here's your homework other than watching the fights and, and following all our bets, follow us on Twitter, Jeff Fox writer. He's going to be reeling. Maybe we'll break down another um, drunken uh, baseball stand uh, brawl. Who knows? Um read our stuff, dot podcast.com. Listen to Dan's podcast, Prelim Primer, and Top Turtle MMA. Who is on Top Turtle this week, Daniel?
0: Uh, we're talking with Brandon Roy Vall and the aforementioned Ray Cooper the third.
1: Hey, 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 there you go. Um and what else? I told you gumby relint. I told you oh, my site, money the very least, get in the pick'em contest, it's free and it's fun. Um, and you can win stuff. So that is all. I'm going to let Dan take you home. We will be back in years on Sunday.
0: I'm Daniel Goodby-Freeland. He is Raw Dog Jeff Fox, and we will catch you on Sunday.